Welcome to Future Proof, the marketing podcast from Said Business School, Oxford University, and Kantar, the data insights and consulting company. In each episode, we speak to industry leaders about the big issues in marketing, sharing evidence and inspiration for the future. I'm Andrew Stephen, the L'Oreal Professor of Marketing and Associate Dean of... A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Research at the Said Business School. I'm Julie Coleman, Chief Research Officer for Cantor. So today's episode is about sustainability in marketing, and we are joined by David Radford, who is an associate fellow with us at the Side Business School and also managing partner of the Marvelous Partnership and formerly the chief marketing officer of Alliance here in the UK. So David, welcome to the podcast, and I want to kick off with asking about why marketing and sustainability. I mean, we, we think about sustainability in supply chains and other facets of business, but uh, what's this got to do with marketing? Hi, Andrew. Um, good to be here. It's um, a good question. I mean, I think, as you're right, there's such a huge amount of interest in sustainability generally. And it just feels like time for marketing as a discipline to look pretty hard at that and get its own house in order. And, I, you know, marketing is a very visible aspect of business in many respects. So a whole bunch of reasons, but not least because it's the thing that many people externally will see first or see the effect of. You know, it's easy to understand when we think about products and let's eliminate the plastic packaging or reduce the number of miles that we ship a product, you know, reorganize supply chains to be more efficient. But I don't think it's obvious to many people what's unsustainable about the way that we do marketing. It's possibly worth a distinction between sustainable marketing and sustainability marketing. So I think there are initiatives that organizations have that are themselves about sustainability that are then marketed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you might have an energy company that switches a lot of its um, energy sources into more responsible areas, solar, wind, etc., but then runs a big print direct mail campaign across the country (laughs) to promote what they're doing. And so that's sustainability marketing, in Mm -hmm. a sense. Uh, and, And I think what's interesting is how sustainable is your marketing as a discipline. So this is looking quite narrowly, quite specifically, at marketing as a discipline and whether it's really capturing the popular mood at the moment and responding to that. So to your point, they run a big direct mail campaign 
to publicize the fact that they're trying to be more sustainable, which I would imagine direct mail campaigns aren't particularly <laughs> environmentally responsible. <laughs> Comparatively, no, but there is still a place, I guess, for a lot of print activity within the, within the traditional marketing mix. And I think the issue there is being responsible about that. So is the right into the detail of is the is the print stocks sourced from sustainable sources? Mm. Is it Forestry Services Commission accredited? All those issues that, that you might see. And is it managed in a responsible way? Mm. So there's minimal waste. But no, it wouldn't be the first option from a sustainability <laughs> point of view. So there is about waste and sourcing, but is it also is there something around is it worth it? Does it actually make a difference? Or is it a lot of pieces of paper being driven all over the country or flown all over the country and it actually isn't going to have an impact anyway? I think the interesting thing is, has the context changed? Mm. And the uh, level of interest and the level of concern over the environment has now reached a point. You could argue that we've passed the tipping point of this becoming a mainstream popular issue. And therefore, um, the effectiveness of traditional marketing activity that is in itself not sustainable has got to be undermined to an extent. If we've got a more conscientious consumer who's looking at the ethical practice of business and the first thing they see is the marketing output of that business, then <laughs> that logically follows as something that needs mm. to be addressed in terms of sustainability as a discipline. Maybe the base level that you're talking about there is, is your house in order in the extent that you're not a hypocrite? But then going beyond that, it's, I guess, looking at the entire operation of marketing and questioning, you know, how sustainable is it? Could we make it more sustainable? There's, well, if, we, if we're more effective, so it's sort of money well spent or resources well spent, so to speak. And that's maybe a different sort of set of issues and ways of thinking about this to how can we make it all the more sustainable? So on the one hand, I might say, well, I'm going to send out this direct mail campaign and, you know, it carries a carbon cost. But if it hits the mark and helps us achieve whatever we're trying to achieve, then, you know, it's effective and we're not wasting as many things being sent to the wrong household or, or whatnot. That's helping reduce waste, but it's not inherently going back and saying, well, is this entire practice sufficiently sustainable? For me, though, I think it's the, the issue is it's often a kind of quite a binary decision. Yeah. So can you have sustainable marketing or can you have cost effective marketing? Mm -hmm. and there's normally seen to be a direct trade-off between one and the other. And I think that's what's changed. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think the context has changed in terms of the level of concern uh, as, we, as we've discussed. But I also think that the, through the advantage of digital marketing particularly, I think there is uh, an opportunity for marketers to, to get their approach to marketing on both a sustainable footing but also one that drives profitable growth at the same time. So this is not just an altruistic moral crusade to help save the planet, worthy and appropriate mm. and very relevant as that is. This is a case to say that commercially, marketers can actually optimise their activity by being both more efficient and more focused in optimising their marketing activity, whilst at the same time and through that being more sustainable. That you mentioned digital is interesting because I think even though that can uh, help us be more commercially effective as well as efficient, something that you know Julie and I have been talking about a bit recently as well, and, and we're thinking about with uh, with WPP is digital ad waste. 
and sort of wasted impressions, right? So if, if I am using digital and not being particularly targeted and just sort of do the spray and pray, you know, reach everyone approach, which of course you could you could avoid with digital because you could be much more precise, then there's a real energy cost to, to those impressions being served. Now, how do we calculate that is, is, is a question yeah. that we're going to try and figure out at Oxford. But if you start thinking about it that way, even in digital, then maybe marketers will start to second guess or, or rethink waste in, in other aspects of, of media. And I mean, are you seeing organizations look at it this way yet? I think organizations are starting to look at it. Um, I think we're seeing evidence of that. And I think we're seeing a, a sudden increase in interest in everything from uh, the production community initiatives through to how large digital players take those issues of waste, as, you, as you've mentioned, Andrew, seriously. But for me, it's it probably fair to say that the output of marketing as a discipline in itself, the intrinsic aspects of it, are not fundamentally an issue for the environment at the scale of the, the business itself. So the, the issue I think that's interesting is what's marketing doing to be sustainable because of the expectation of customers, of mm. consumers? which is, I guess, we would say what marketing should be looking at from the outset. Mm. And it's because that context has changed that I think the responsibilities of marketers change to be able to deliver against their business objectives. Now, you would like to think that the business itself wants to be more sustainable. And you'd also like to think that marketing, if it's serious about being a strategic and a strategic leadership function and all those things that marketing often worries about but wants to earn the license to contribute at a strategic level it should be looking at these longer term issues and it should be planting sustainability at the heart of the business but that is a different issue it's a more fundamental one i think what interests me at the moment is how marketing can be sustainable because of mm -hmm. the connection that has with the market and what's happening in the market you could argue the motivation for doing that could be in line with most sustainability initiatives of people's concern about what's happening to the environment particularly. Or you could take a cynical view and say, actually, this is just the latest wave of consumer concern that you need to ride if you want to drive profitable growth for your, mm -hmm. for your business, which is a very cynical view. But it, you maybe wouldn't do things differently at the marketing right. end of the mm -hmm. chain. You know, you've talked about it used to be a binary decision about whether you could do something that was more efficient and effective or you could do something that was more sustainable. And actually what we have to get to the point is where we're doing both and where that relationship is synergistic. Because one of the other things that we've been talking about is could you develop a mixed model or an ROI modeling program that actually is optimizing for both maximum efficiency as well as minimized carbon footprint, for example. So if you were able to put a carbon cost on all of your marketing investments, could you put that into the model and optimize at the same time? Absolutely. I think I think that would be a great idea. And I think it that will measure the going back to the point about that would measure the output of marketing mm -hmm. as a discipline. Mm -hmm. I think what's interesting, though, is the perception of the organization through its marketing mm -hmm. and yep. what impact that has on its various stakeholder groups and specifically its, its potential customers. One way of looking at this, this kind of binary decision might be to you know, imagine you're the CEO of a, of a company at the moment. And, and what are the calls you're likely to have had? externally uh, from from outside the business over the last 12 months or so you know maybe you've had uh, one from a concern about economic uncertainty political instability whatever it is but all those things that conspire to make you want to uh, shore up your business plan okay so you need to maybe save some money or you need to drive some more growth pretty quickly and that's one call 
Then completely separate to that, you may, uh, you're likely to have had a call at some point about what are we doing in terms of the whole issue of sustainability. And I, I dare say there aren't many organisations that the leaders of which haven't had those kind of <laughs> what seem <Amen>. conflicting <laughs> pressures presented recently. And that's the issue, because at that point, so imagine you're the CEO that's had those two calls. Who are you going to call next? And I would submit that might well be the marketing director. Mm-hmm. It might well be the marketing director, because typically it's marketing that can react quite quickly to issues of cost, often seen as this discretionary spend area. <laughs> can we rein in the marketing yeah. budget quickly? Or can we drive some sales quickly? Let's run some promotional activity. Let's do something. So marketing might be the first call on addressing one of those issues. But at the same time, it's also marketing or at least communications with marketing that may well be responsible for answering the, the second issue about how do we get a credible narrative out of the market about what we're doing on sustainability. Now, if you haven't done anything credible, hard to come up with a narrative around it. But I'm sh- that call might well go to marketing too. So it, it certainly might land on the, the marketing director's desk to balance those two issues. And my contention is that they're no longer a trade-off. You can actually be driving sustainable marketing by adopting a contemporary and efficient and focused and optimised marketing strategy. So if you just take data, mm-hmm. we can be really precise about who we're targeting as opposed to traditional you know, historic methods that would inevitably drive overconsumption in different categories. So today's marketing mix can allow us to be much more focused and not at the expense of the environment, quite the reverse. But it's interesting because that message that the marketing director would come up with is more likely to be talking about you know, CSR programs or here's what we're doing in our supply chain, here's what we're doing to support small farmers, mm-hmm. those kinds of messages. And, and rarely, I don't know if I've ever seen anyone talk about what are they doing to make their actual marketing practices more sustainable, as you say, to communicate more effectively. So this, it's an interesting mm-hmm. aspect that I don't think anybody's really thought about. And interestingly, marketing is the one aspect of the business where sustainable practices are probably more cost efficient. Yes. Yeah. Whereas you don't find that in supply chain. You don't necessarily find that Very if you're point. needing to yes. sustainably source the, your product itself. So it seems like there's a wide, wide open space there for companies to be taking advantage of. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I think marketing has a has a different voice within the organization mm. and in many respects it, it has the perspective to inform the business on where it needs to be on a sustainability agenda not just from a moral point of view but from a connecting with your customer base mm-hmm. and a true sustainability from a business point of view mm-hmm. so this is this is a very much a commercial perspective to say that if you want to succeed in, a, in the longer term and as we've acknowledged in you know, marketing should be looking strategically at the longer term and everything from how can we drive profitable growth to where's there a, a potential existential threat to the business? Mm-hmm. These are issues marketing should be across. Then logically, you would start to be the voice that says, well, okay, well, this is where consumers are at. Marketing should be the barometer of that, taking that into uh, senior leadership decision making. So it should certainly be aware of how business is optimizing its connection with those customers. And I think I think there's emerging evidence too that because this is such a key and widespread and critical issue, I think consumers, mainstream popular opinion and consumers now would look to organisations to demonstrate that they take this seriously. And the place they might well be doing that is the shop window for the business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And whether that's your website or a physical shop window or whatever manifestation of the business and the organisation you put to the market and your stakeholders, I would submit it's marketing that actually has that responsibility to make sure that connects with the audience. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So therefore, I think it's um, the whole non-marketers to make sure as we've talked about, they get their own house in order mm. and, and take a sustainable perspective. So we're sort of talking about marketing being set up in some sense to be almost, you know, because of the efficiency that we can get in various ways, um, sort of almost the unsung hero of sustainability in an organization whilst telling everyone else's sustainability story. Where this, I wonder where this might fall apart, though, is in certain types of organizations where marketing is about driving sales and uh, leading to maybe overconsumption, where that consumption has a real waste element to it on the household side, for instance. I think that's absolutely the heart of the issue here, which is that marketing has always accepted that there would be, it's about driving growth, it's about driving more business, and sometimes at the expense of huge amounts of waste, and at its worst, that overconsumption factor. Both the techniques than the tools at marketers' disposal today allow them to focus much more effectively and uh, much more economically on an audience that would, uh, to, to the benefit of the business. But also, I think the expectation of that audience that you would do that in a non-wasteful, mm-hmm. focused way is important. Marketing can, by making its own activity sustainable, it's about it being seen to be sustainable as well, such that that benefits the organisation and the business. So if consumers see that you take uh, the environment seriously, there is, I think, emerging evidence that they then think, well, you must take us serving me, customer service, seriously. And the corollary between the two, I think, is an, is an important one for marketers mm-hmm. to look at. I think there's evidence also that having a sustainable marketing operation engenders trust. If you waste a lot of the money, I don't trust you're giving me good value. And it's a very visible discipline, isn't it, as we've discussed. I think there, there's increasing scrutiny now from investors in organisations, mm-hmm. and I think marketers have to be alive to that. So it's not just consumers as well. And I think, interestingly, you know, marketers have a different voice in this debate. They have a different voice which is commercially grounded and potentially have more traction, therefore, in an organisation to say, we need to do things, not just then about the marketing, but actually in terms mm-hmm. of the, getting the whole issue of sustainability up the commercial agenda. There's definitely clear evidence that, that many consumers not all of them, but many consumers are actively pursuing to do business with companies that they see as being more responsible, definitely contributes to greater degrees of trust. And in some cases, belief in that that the quality of the products are better. In some cases, some products seem to be challenged. But I want to go back to this point on the fact that actually it's marketing's job to drive consumption. And many would say that it's overconsumption in this Mm. day and age. 
And whilst I don't think that that's a fatal problem today, given how fast this conversation's moving, I wonder at what point that's going to tip into being a somewhat fatal conversation for marketers and how do marketers resolve the fact that it's their job to get consumers to buy more often. <laughs> and yet that's causing problems in the world. And that goes fundamentally against the whole sustain, you know, we need to act more sustainably and responsibly as an organization. I think you've said it yourself there. I think that's that's the shift that's that's happening. And I think it's marketer's job as the barometer of consumer and public opinion within an organization to judge that. Mm. Uh, and actually, I think potentially to get out in front of it more. And again, it comes back to this kind of crisis of confidence that we see marketing having as a discipline in different countries and different markets, which which always seems crazy. I mean, and it's <laughs> um, you, you would think this is this is a really important issue, probably one of the most important issues that you know we've ever seen. And therefore, marketing should be at the centre of that and how it connects with the audiences if an organisation is to is to survive. You know, is that fundamental? So. I think there's definitely a requirement to, to get, as we've talked about, to get marketing to get its house in order, in order to be both effective and cost efficient, and at the same time, thereby be doing a job from a sustainability point of view. You know, there are examples of, you know, early, very environmentally responsible brands who were criticised for potentially sacrificing growth. I'm thinking of um, clothing brands like Patagonia, for example, mm -hmm. in, in the States had, as I understand, had quite a lot of criticism about where you, you know, is this a sustainable model? Mm -hmm. And it'll be very interesting and is interesting the success of some of those brands now where people will consciously choose them. And, and as you mentioned, people not choosing unethical brands. And we've seen that pass the tipping point in recent research mm -hmm. in the US of, I think it was about 56% in a recent survey I saw that wouldn't choose an unethical brand, claimed, but mm -hmm. maybe significant. Yeah, and, and that's consistent because we've done quite a bit of research on this recently at Kantar, and the number is generally around 50 to 60% claiming that they try to avoid products and companies that they believe yes, are acting irresponsibly. Yeah. And interestingly, over the last five years or so, you know, the numbers of in that indicate whether people are really following through on that are increasing as well. So I do think we're approaching, you know, we're getting, we really are seriously getting to a tipping point on this will impact people's behaviors and, pe and people will speak out with their wallets. Absolutely. Yes, yes. And I think that will get the attention, I think, ultimately, mm -hmm. of perhaps the companies that haven't embraced this as fully as they, as they maybe should do. You, you could perhaps identify different types of organization and groups here. There are those who've actively in, adopted sustainability at the heart of their strategy. And, in, you know, that's an, the increasing body of large, serious companies have done that. Then I think there's probably a group who would privately say, well, we need to be seen to be doing something. And then there's probably hopefully a, a much smaller number of organisations who reject the whole issue or ignore the need to do something. But all three of those groups probably have marketing. <laughs> so marketing's job, if it's to connect with an accepted mainstream shift in opinion in consumers in the context that they all operate in, would be to market in a sustainable way. I would argue, because that is a cost efficient and effective, as we've discussed, way of doing it. So, so you could argue very cynically, this is just about marketing being effective. To ignore the issue, you will have ineffective marketing. Mm -hmm. Then there is a much bigger debate about is it acceptable uh, and how do marketers feel working in an organisation that doesn't recognise sustainability genuinely. One point I would make on that is that I think there is, a, there is um, historically a view that we could discuss whether marketing and the associated disciplines, advertising, etc., shape popular culture and influence popular opinion. 
And in doing that, there's a responsibility perhaps to inform corporate decision making at a different level. So not just through the marketing operations in the respective companies, but in, in the wider sense. On that informing corporate decision making point, you know, you touched on the investor sort of stakeholder and sort of this multi-stakeholder approach. I also think, you know, to the extent that the market consumers, I mean, in that sense, are valuing sustainability ethical practices, responsibility, and, and, and so on of brands. And if that's affecting their brand choice, then that gets built into brand equity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and brand so value would reflect it. Yeah. It should start reflecting that and probably at a, at a greater weighting in terms of those sort of dimensions of, of consumer perception and attitude towards brands. And so with that in mind, should, should this therefore not also be something that investors need to hear and understand because it shifts it onto that longer term, you know, building a brand as, as, a, as a corporate asset perspective and saying, well, if this, if this stuff, this sustainability stuff is increasingly important in underpinning the value and the growth in the value of that asset, then you can't say, well, yeah, but you're not giving us the sales you need or the overconsumption or whatever because it's, it's in brand equity. Where are we at with sort of the investor community on this perspective? So I think the investor community is already there. I think they're already asking these questions. Uh, you know, and if we if we go back to first principles, you know, marketing's um, driving sales overnight and building brands over over time. Um, the issue is the sales overnight are being affected now, mm-hmm. not just the longer term brand equity. And I and I think this is where the the for me the the misconception is that I don't believe you do have to sacrifice. Increasingly, you don't have to sacrifice growth to be sustainable. You can actually drive growth by being operating marketing in a sustainable way. It, it opens up opportunities, absolutely. Yeah. It gives you the opportunity to think about new markets, new categories that you could enter, new ways of communicating, new ways of driving um, brand experience, absolutely. And I think it's important that, that companies view it as an opportunity and a way to look for growth in the future as opposed to a constraint that's being placed on them as a business. In fact, you know, we at Cantar, one of the key themes that we've been talking about in terms of where growth is going to come from is we call it it's coming from uncomfortable places. Yes. Because the world is changing, has changed so much and is changing so rapidly and sustainability and and acting responsibly is clearly an uncomfortable place for most companies, but it is where growth is going to come from in the future. Absolutely. But, but wouldn't it be great if marketing was the discipline that provided that kind mm-hmm. of strategic leadership, that it was by having sustainable marketing, which in itself is more cost effective, which is more efficient for the organisation, regardless of its motives, you actually have an impact on the, the overall strategy of the organisation and you get more people into that group that adopt sustainability at the heart of the business as opposed to a more superficial response. On this point, so you know, very recently at Oxford, we were uh, hosting a group of about 25 CMOs as part of the Institute for Real Growth, which Kantar's part of and we're, we're part of. And this was basically all they wanted to talk about, which is great. But then in part of that conversation, then it was also, well, yeah, but how do we do it? So how can CMOs who, who, who get the point the way that we're discussing it, how do you then take that to the broader organization, all of the different stakeholders of the business? What do we do for that marketer or that, that marketing director who feels like they don't have that voice but really is motivated in this way? It's a good question and, and clearly you know, it's a live issue. But I think I come back to the point that perhaps the challenge first or the first priority is for marketing to get its own house in order. So if marketing as a discipline within the organisation is sustainable, if it's managed in a sustainable way, the contention is that will also be a cost-effective way. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it's anchoring that challenge in the commercial sustainability mm-hmm. of the business 
that gives it a different perspective on this. This isn't coming from a social responsibility team within the business. This isn't coming from uh, the organization's ability to attract talent, uh, all of whom will be asking about this coming into the business. Mm -hmm. It's from a hard-focused response from a commercial point of view that sustainable marketing can actually be more efficient and drive profitable growth more effectively in, in a contemporary context. And I think that's what's changed. episodes and more information visit uk.cantar.com or oxfordfutureofmarketing.com please leave us a rating and a review and subscribe within your podcast app so you know when new episodes are released thank you